From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on the show, we have AJ Washington. Welcome to Pain to Purpose podcast, AJ. Thank you for having me. No problem. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, pretty much born and raised right here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, been here all my life, pretty much. You know, I'm from Savannah, but I am not of Savannah, <laughs> so to say, so to speak. Um, workaholic to a degree, outgoing. You know, pretty much what you see is what you get to a degree. Okay. Tell us a little bit about some painful experiences that you have uh, gone through in your life. I think uh, the most painful experience that I've experienced thus far in my life, I will have to say, uh, losing my father in 2015. You know, we was uh, pretty close. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty much like my voice of reason. And, you know, um, I still deal with that in my own little way because at that, at that moment, we weren't on good terms. So, you know, every now and then, you know, you kind of force yourself for the thing that you could have said but you didn't say, you know. Um, I say that as well as, you know, my own uh, stupid decisions in life, you know, cost me 10 years of my life at an early age, you know. But nonetheless, you know. I was able to come back and get my foot on me and keep it pushing. What from, let's go back to your father. How, what life lessons have you learned from your father's situation with you all not being on good terms? What life lessons have you learned with dealing with people to this day? You got to um, take people for what they are. It's kind of like, it's easy to set up an offense and a defense when you know exactly what it is that you're dealing with. When you know exactly what it is that you're dealing with, you can set up your offense and defense, you know. He taught me that as well. And, you know, we used to always have our little, you know, spats. And I used to always yell out, I'm grown, I'm grown. He used to always tell me, okay, we both know you're grown, but what's next? So, you know. And when you said your decisions cost you 10 years of your life, what was life like being away, you know, from your family and being behind those walls? Um, at first, at first, I would say the first, maybe the first two years, it was tough because, you know, at that time, I don't think reality really set in. You know, reality didn't set in. You always point, you point the finger at everybody else, whether it's your co-defendant, whether it's the judge, the DA, you point the finger at everybody other than yourself. And I, after I kind of like was able to know, look myself in the mirror and accept accountability for what I did, what I did, what part I contributed to it, 
it was pretty much smooth sailing for me. Like before I even went in, I wasn't no, no dumb, no naive dude. So you can't no pull all types of stuff on me. So pretty much, it just pretty much allowed me the time to like really sit down, you know, get myself together. And I don't think, I think me going through that wasn't just me being sentenced for that one particular crime. I think that was God's way of getting my attention for everything else that I did get away with that, you know, you know the law didn't know about, uh, nobody else knew about. So I think it was just, you know, God's way of getting my attention, you know. And it made me better equipped to deal with people on, on this side of the world because believe it or not, you know, when an individual just knows one particular side of life, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they, they mm. I like a person that's been straight edge all their life. They can't tell you nothing too much about the hood. It's like, now I always use this analogy. Like, some of us is like, it's like going to Africa and being on safari. You're closer <laughs> to danger without really being in danger. You know what I'm saying? So you feel like you can speak on it. You can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You can relate to it. But it's nothing like self-experience. Nothing like experience. You know, I took the time to educate myself, you know, more than what I was before I went in. And um, it helped mold me into the person I am today. That's to a degree. Good. That's good. That's to a degree. Good. So what advice would you give to young guys who's in these gangs and they playing tough guy? And, you know, what advice could you give to them to not go down that road that you've gone through? Something that they're so blinded that they don't see. What, what advice could you give to them? You know, everybody's gangster, so it's time to do some gangster shit. Excuse my language. Everybody's gangster. Everybody's thugging to the time to do some thugging shit. You know, I don't care what set you claim, how much money you got. When you're behind them doors and the folks in charge, you just a number. You know what I'm saying? You just a number. That's, that's just what it is. You know, that shit don't really mean nothing in there at all, period. You know, you know, I've seen many a homeboy, so-called gang members, no turn on their own people. It is what it is. It happens. You know what I'm saying? Set their own people up to get stabbed and robbed. You no know, shit like that happens in them. Yeah, it happens. And I've worked in a prison, so, yeah. so you know. I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. And it, 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 I've seen it yeah. all. But I, I know it's, 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 it's real life. It's real. It don't make you no going to going through that doesn't make you no better than nobody else. You know it doesn't make you no better than nothing. And I feel like anybody that has been through it that condones it, you know what I'm saying that 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 feels like a younger gen the younger person a younger generation going through that that he's not a made man until he experienced that. Like you ain't teaching him the right way. You know I say avoid it at all costs, man. It's nothing cool about. Another grown ass man telling you how you should live your life. Tell you when you get up, eat, lay down, what you can't do. You got your child on your lap and telling you, nah, pull your baby, put your baby over there to the baby mom, put the baby over there to your mom. Yeah. It's nothing cool about that mm. at all, period. Not at all. Yeah. Did you have children while you were in there or <laughs> no, got out? Man. I actually had my daughter. My daughter was four when I left. My son was on the way before I left. So I missed the first nine years of his life. Like the first nine years from his steps, first teeth, first haircut, 
I miss all of that. And I kind of, in a sense, it kind of factors into how our relationship is now, you know, mm-hmm. to a degree. We close, loving the death. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we good, but we could be great. Yes. So it's like I'm learning certain things through him, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I really feel like certain parts of the life that I want to change, I can't do it now. But I can do it through him. Right. You know, but I had them before I left. Okay. So tell us a little bit about fatherhood. (laughs) It's it's probably one of the most challenging, um, challenging things I've ever had to deal with in my life, man. Like, because I I only know one way, and that's hard. You know, my pops was the same way with me. You know, very hard, very upfront, very stern when it pertains to certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, um, you know, even my daughter, you know, even my daughter, you know, I, I, I only could give her insight and perspective from a man's point of view, you know. And believe it or not, even at the age she is now, she, she, she teaches me. She's 24, so she teaches me. About a lot of stuff that I didn't know. I might have known. I'm like, you know, I never looked at it like that. But um, it's one of the tasks that, one of the hardest tasks that I've had to you know, deal with in my life. But I, I welcome it every day. And I welcome it every day. I know we spoke earlier and you said that you were a single dad. Tell us a little bit about that and like what are some of the hardships that you face as a single father? I think for, for me personally, I think is the outsiders trying to tell you how to raise your kid, you know, especially when they shit ain't right. You know, I deal, I dealt with that a lot. You know, they always tell you like, you know, how you should raise him, what you should have did for him, what you could do for him, what you should have did for her. And then when you do that, it's like they up the bar a little bit more. Now this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You do that, they up the bar a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? To the point where it's like, you can't even run your own household. You know what I'm saying? You can't run your own household. It's like people try to, you know, tell me how to, you know, raise my kid. You know, and, and I realized that as I got older, when it comes to parenting, there is no manual. There is no manual. You got to wing it sometimes. Like, what matter work for my mom raising me might not work for me raising my son and my daughter. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. So, you know, when I left, you know, my daughter was four. She literally... Had to come up and not really experience her childhood because she had to look after her brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it plays a, you know, it, it has its time. I think as he getting older, now he's 19 now, it's like okay. the effects of not having that other parent there, mm-hmm. it bothers him. You know, he don't say much, but I can read his vibe. As mm-hmm. a kid, it bothers him. You know what I'm saying? So. Were you a single? Were you a single dad by choice or? Um. No, I guess you could say you know. Um. Some people just don't want to accept the responsibility that it takes to be a mom, or a father. I'm not willing to signal her out. Mm-hmm. So just one of those situations where she felt like, you know. I leave him here because I know he got him. And, you know, going on about your business. And it's been one of those situations where they really never look back. Wow. It's kind of rare that you find single fathers 
today. So that's why I was kind of yeah. shocked when you <laughs> when you know you did tell me that's, that. That's the so. part of me a lot of folks don't know. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. know like my close circle they know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. It's always been pretty much me, my son, and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then you have the extended family, my mom, mm-hmm. you know, his extended grandmother, but mainly it's been me, my son, and my daughter. And, like, what are some of the rewards of being a, a single dad? <laughs> it really ain't none because, like, it's like applauding the fish for swimming, mm-hmm. you know? It really ain't no reward for it. Uh, only reward I can, I can see... It's waking up every day and knowing that he has a roof over his head mm-hmm. that I worked my ass off for. You know, mm-hmm. he's cool. He's in good health. He's in good spirits. He has some place. That's, he has a safe haven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He don't have to go, you know, and, and you know, shack up with this individual, shack up with that. If he does, that's because he chooses to do. Mm-hmm. But he already knows that regardless of what, you know, his pops got it. Right. Got right. it. No matter how what we go through, bump heads, we have our little disagreements at the end of the day. You know, that's my dude and I got him. And what was, what was it like? Cause like, with your daughter, like being a father, being a single dad with a daughter. Like, what about like you know doing hair and you know, um, look, I said I miss, I miss. And... Look, I left. She was four. When I came home. She was thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I watched her grow up. You know, from pictures through the system. Same thing. With my son, he wasn't here. You know, mm-hmm. I watched him grow up from. Visitation, visitation. So she had aunts and you no know, friends and mm-hmm. people to teach her stuff like that. You know, she's very self sufficient now. Shout out to my baby girl, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's very self sufficient, but mm-hmm. um, she she is like I really didn't really we didn't really get that daughter father bond until I actually started to grow up within myself. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it's your daughter, uh, your mom, now y'all women, y'all pay attention to details and mm-hmm. the particulars. You know, <laughs> and my daughter, the type of individual that if she sees something, she might sit on it. If she sees something, she gonna sit on it. But like a pressure cushion, once it gets to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. she gonna let your ass have it. You know, <laughs> so, so as a, as as a father, some of the stuff that she used to give me, I take a look at myself. Like you know what, she's right. Mm-hmm. No, she's right. But we got a we got an amazing relationship. She called and talked to me about anything. Mm-hmm. I called and talked to her about any you know anything too. We got a, we got a damn good relationship. Mm-hmm. Damn good relationship. Without no outsiders, no distractions. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It ain't picture perfect, but it's our shit. That's good. You know. And how long have you had them? Like my daughter's grown. Huh? Okay. She's twenty four. Yeah. Okay. Um, but my son has literally been with me off and on for nine and a half years. He's with me now steadily for about the last two and a half years. Okay. okay. My daughter, she has her own family, her own thing. Okay. But she she stayed with me at one point in time. Just us. Mm -hmm. So what do you think dads can provide that moms can? (laughs) (laughs) I think um well, for a daughter, it, it can teach you how to how to deal with you know, a man. It can teach you, and I think she she thanks me for that because it, it ain't it's instilling her that it's nothing that a guy he can pull over. 
because she know, you know, her dad knows her. Mm-hmm. So she don't have a problem, you know, picking up the phone and coming and sitting with me having breakfast. I'm like, Dad, let me run this by you. You know, she normally give it to her pure, raw, mm-hmm. uncut. You know what I'm saying? That's it's like, women, y'all don't give it to the children, you know, soft and easy. I that think the so. father, we, we got to get it to him. Especially a boy, you got to get it to him. Yeah, you got to. Right. You can't. You can't sugarcoat, and I tell my son all the time, you know, when he don't agree with what I say, man, you got to understand, man, once you leave here and go out this door, the world don't give a fuck about your feelings, man. Surely don't. You understand me? Mm-hmm. The world don't give a fuck about your feelings. They don't. Tell my daughter the same thing. The world don't give a fuck about your feelings. Right. And what advice do you have to give to other single dads? Like, what advice could you give to Trust them? your process, man. Stay at it. It ain't picture perfect. You know, if you got a good relationship with your children, keep it. You know, don't let nobody talk you out of it. Don't try to make it like nobody else on. Respect y'all shit, man. Respect it. And keep it pushing. And work every day to be a better father. It's work. It's process. Mm-hmm. It's a process, man. Understand that your way is not going to always be the right way. You know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to look at the world through their eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a different generation now, man. The same script, different cast. Mm-hmm. So, no, everything that the younger generation is seeing now, understand, we done seen it. We done been here before. You know, so if you can, you know, keep a watchful eye over your children from a distance and watch for the pitfalls, man, you know, give them the knowledge. Give them the game. Give them the knowledge. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And what was life like dating and you, while you having your, you know, children. Oh, man, to be honest, uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I kind of like, in some situation, depending on who it is, I kind of keep that away from my children okay. until I kind of figured out where it is we were going, mm-hmm. you know, and I think me being careless and reckless and I'm not afraid to admit that back in my younger days when you know you just wild and you bringing this person around your child you bringing this woman around your child you know kids they see that you know what I'm saying they see that so you know your kids grow up <laughs> now they think this is what's happening like you know I can bring a woman over here today tomorrow mm-hmm. the next day um now that I'm a little seasoned now I kind of like keep that away from my children and I okay. keep it away from my children unless I know for a fact and it's not just by word of mouth it's by actions and the walk that me and this individual is serious mm. and then I'll introduce them to my son and my daughter okay. you know my my daughter my son don't really care mm-hmm. he's a boy my daughter just care about my well being because mm-hmm. she know you know what, mm-hmm. I, what I just subjected myself to. I'm not going to blame nobody else, but I just subjected myself to. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's all they care. I'm happy they're happy for me. Okay. They tell me all the time, like, dang, you know, you need to go ahead and settle down and lock it down. And oh, yada, really? Yada, yada. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, in due time. You can't rush that. Yeah, you're you know, right. But at the same time, I won't use that as an excuse to just be out here wild and, mm-hmm. you know. But that's what y'all men do. No, I, I, every day. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I, I actually, I feel like I'm paying the price for that now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paying the <laughs> man. You try to change that cause. I'm like, no, nah, I remember you used to, like, 
you know, you know, Savannah is Savannah. You know, everything people will take word of mouth before they actually really sit down and actually have a conversation with you. Email me at pain the number two purpose podcast at gmail.com.